Welcome to the Radio Bold News Pod. I'm Mike Sakel with timely conversations for Sullivan and the Catskills and beyond. Here now is the Radio Bold News Sullivan County Democrat debate for the New York State Assembly 100th District as it happened on Tuesday, October 11th, 2022 at the Cartwright Resort and Indoor Water Park. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our debate for New York State Assembly, the 100th Assembly District. For Bold Gold Media, I'm Mike Sakel, News Director for Radio Bold News, along with my news colleague from the Sullivan County Democrat, Managing Editor Joe Abraham. I'm sorry, Joe. It's Managing Editor Joe Abraham. (laughs) And we're here to moderate what we hope will be a spirited, informative, and civil debate on some of the issues facing voters statewide and within each candidate's respective districts. Everyone can give our candidates a a round of applause. We started it this way with our Senate debate. And just to let everybody know who's listening live right now on Thunder 102 and 104.5, as well as uh, live stream on uh, Radio Bold News Facebook. And thanks to everyone who's joining us today. Uh, Now we... uh, while it is impossible to cover, of course, all the questions submitted this evening by, by the audience members, we hope this will be a well-rounded debate. Uh, again, as I had mentioned earlier, and for you who are here over the course of the evening, of course, you're, you're hearing much the same that I, I mentioned at the start of the State Senate debate, but uh, we do reserve the rights as moderators to present questions as we see fit. A big thank you to the audience for your participation this evening, as well as our sponsor, which is Labor Local 17. Now, the format, to explain again, for our assembly candidates will consist of four segments with three questions, each first from the moderators and then from questions submitted by the audience. Candidates will have up to three minutes to respond, followed by a minute for a rebuttal from the opposing candidate. There are opening and closing statements with each candidate allotted up to two minutes for each. For this evening's State Assembly debate, I'd like to give a brief introduction, first of all, to our incumbent, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, who was elected to... (laughs) Aileen Gunther was elected to the New York State Assembly in 2003 after the untimely death of her husband, Jake. Aileen Gunther received her nursing degree and spent many years working at Catskill Regional Medical Center before coming to the State Assembly. She's committee chair on the Assembly Mental Health Committee as well as the Women's Health Subcommittee. She also sits on a number of other Assembly committees as well as the Task Force on Women's Issues, the Legislative Women's Caucus, and Puerto Rican Hispanic Task Force. Lisa Labou is a Middletown resident new to politics. Labou is is a single mother of two sons and former small business owner. After owning her own business, Lisa Labou made her career in banking and is currently an assistant vice president at a bank focusing on business development and loans. Labou is also involved with the Orange County Chamber of Commerce, serving as an ambassador, helping small businesses that join with networking and addressing any concerns. Now, by a flip of the coin that we had, just at the start of this debate, we have the first of our opening statements from Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Hello, and thank you so much for attending this discussion tonight and to all the hosts. Um, I'm Aileen Gunther. I uh, was born in the Bronx. 
My dad was a police officer, my mother a Catholic school teacher. Um, uh, when police officers, were, police officers were allowed to move to upstate New York, we moved to Orange County. I went to school um, in Our Lady Queen of Peace, followed by John S. Burke Catholic High School. And uh, for many years, uh, my grandmother was a bilateral amputee, and it was my decision to become a nurse. And I loved my nursing career. I worked many years at Catskill Regional Medical Center. I served in every department, the emergency room, and after that, I did infectious disease. Uh, Sullivan County had the highest incidence of HIV outside of New York City. So I worked with a doctor named Dr. Gary Good, and we, we provided them with great care. So um, this is very, voters have an important role to play today. There's Roe versus Wade overturned as a registered nurse. Healthcare, in my opinion, is a private matter. Because of my advocacy, I brought millions of dollars back to our district. I don't have time for any partisan bickering. I'm focused on solutions. That's why I voted against the bail reform. But once it was law, I worked to reform it. I also sponsored Billy's Law. As the chair of mental hygiene, I fought against closure of beds all across New York State for those with mental health issues. And I believe in judicial discretion. It's crucial to protect, protect our community. I have a proven record of working in all communities, and so I want to thank you for listening to me. Lisa LeBou, opening statement for two minutes. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. I'd like to thank Joe, Abraham, and Mike Sakel for hosting this evening and actually giving me a platform to let everybody know where I stand on the issues. I am a single mom. I have two boys. They're here in the audience tonight with me. I have been a small business owner, and I really decided to run probably run for office some office i didn't know what like two three years ago i started the discussion talked to my friends i was very frustrated and i think a lot of people will agree with me that our state is heading in the wrong direction we are at a point now in our state and in our country where opening our electric bill is scary and it can't keep going that way. We, we have a state right now that is, is not tough on crime. It's high in inflation. We have the highest inflation in the country. This state has the highest inflation in the country. It's true. Look it up. And then we also have the lowest. We are in the third percentile when it comes to education. So being a mom... Those things are concerning to me. My son is now a new father. I have a two-year-old granddaughter. And he plans on, or he would like to, not leave the state. We love New York. There used to be a commercial that said, I love New York. There's no one singing that anymore. But I plan on that when elected, that I will go up there and I will be open to all discussions because I've dealt with all people in my past experience with restaurant and banking, 
that I will be able to make bipartisan decisions and I will bring solutions for our state. Thank you. Okay, so Ms. Labou, you have the first question of this debate. Um, we have talked about the economy in the last uh, debate here, but we're going to be a little more specific with this question. Um, we talk about the overall economic challenges facing New York residents. One particular focus has been gasoline prices. Would you consider extending the current state moratorium on gasoline tax beyond the current December 31st deadline? Would I, be, would I want to extend it? Yes, and yes explain your I, I would. I would be in favor of extending that. Um, I believe there is a proposal to extend it for the next at least two years. Um, we, we are in um, a crisis right now with our economy. Our state is now down $19.5 billion in um, revenue because of all the people that have moved out of our state. And I'm sure that everyone in this audience can relate to someone that they know that has left New York for a better quality of life, lower taxes, and lower home prices because they can't afford to live here anymore. I know a lot of my friends are even looking to leave when they retire because it will be cheaper and their retirement will last a lot longer. So yes, I do, I do support that and I also do not support what the other side wants to bring down, the Democrats would like to add a carbon tax to all our, of our energy sources. So we have a carbon tax that has been proposed. My opponent was on that initial proposal. Um, I understand that it didn't come out of committee because maybe it's too radical right now, especially for an election year. However, I know that I personally can't afford it and I don't know that anybody else in this district can afford it. So being on it to begin with, when you represent a district that would be opposed to it, is a question that I have even just as a constituent of this district. And that's where I stand, thank you. Assemblywoman Gunther, your response? in our communities and the communities across New York State. So some of the things I supported was suspending the gas tax, accelerated income tax cuts for the middle class folks, new property tax rebate checks, eliminated sales tax on essential items like diapers, expanded the child tax credit, child tax care credit, and earned income credit. I know there's much more work to do, but I'm willing to work on it. I know that people are suffering across my district. I know that because I hear from them each and every day. You know, I work at the Federation for the Homeless, and I really, I'm upfront with people, and I know how important it is. And also, the carbon tax did not go through. It didn't go through, but it was definitely something that was proposed. So it could go through. We have millions of proposals in the New York State Assembly that don't go through, millions and millions of them. All right, time on that. And uh, I would ask that the candidates please uh, use their allotted time. We have time, of course, for both statements and rebuttals. Uh, I wanted to move on, and now this is a question. We'll begin with Assemblywoman Gunther. Uh, New York State has traditionally placed a considerable burden on local municipalities to provide a percentage of funding for services 
from Medicaid to probation, special education, to youth detention programs. And the question is, what, what have you done as an incumbent candidate to curtail the burden of these unfunded mandates for your constituents? Well, first of all, I lobby each and every year for all of those issues to make sure that I bring ta money back to my, my taxpayer money back to my community. That's first and foremost. Beyond that, I also have provided hundreds of millions of um, dollars to our community for different uh, programs across our community. I've done a lot with capital programs. I've done a lot with the Federation for the Homeless, uh, our non-for-profits. So in order to keep taxes down, what I do is the money that's in Albany, I bring back to our community. And I have a proven record of that. We have a rebuttal, one minute rebuttal, Lisa Laboo. Can you repeat the question? I believe there was something about Medicaid in there. Well, I was making the point that uh, unfunded mandates include Medicaid, uh, probation, special education, just using some of those examples. Uh, so as a candidate, what plans would you consider to shift some of those financial burdens away from local municipalities? So we have, so, I, I, so first of all, I'm not a politician, so I really don't have all the lingo, but what I will say is this. I do know that we have a lot of um, unaccounted for spending in the Medicaid, and that, a lot, that is 50% of our state budget, and a lot of it goes to bureaucrats, and it goes to um, unions that are petitioning up in Albany, and the money doesn't go where it needs to go. It needs to go to our seniors. It needs to go to fill these mandates that are being passed down from the top down. Our government is not supposed to work from the top down. Our government is supposed to work from us, the bottom up. We are in a republic. I am tired of people saying that we live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. So. What we do is we listen to our constituents and we go up there and we represent them. We are their voice. All right, so uh, Ms. LeBou, um, the I'm not a math person, that's why I've stuck to writing, uh, but I would say that a good third of many of our uh, submitted questions have related around the Roe v. Wade, recent Roe v. Wade decision. So I asked, just like we asked in the state Senate debate, what is your position on abortion and how do you feel that issue should be addressed at the state level? So on a state level, um, it already is addressed. It is codified in the New York state law. Um, I believe that, you know, I know it's an issue for people in this state, but what they don't understand is Roe versus Wade gave the power back to us. How our government is actually designed to function. So when Roe v. Wade was overturned, what they did was they didn't take your choice away. They actually gave you a louder voice because now you can go to your representatives, which would be us, either one of us, um, and you tell us how you feel about each and every issue. And then we are supposed to take that position up in Albany, we are your voice. So the Roe versus Wade gave the power back to you, but in New York State, it is codified not just in our law, but in our state constitution. So as far as anything changing, I don't see that happening anytime soon. 
Assemblywoman Gunther, your response? So I'm, I'm a registered nurse, and I worked in the emergency room for like 10 years. And I've seen women that come in that have uh, suffered a rape, sometimes rape by a stranger or rape by somebody they know. And I absolutely positively think that uh, abortion is part of health care. And I think that all women should have a choice. I've been listening to the rhetoric on uh, the television. You know, the, the, I've been listening to the red, rhetoric. I don't know if you wanted to say something. Uh, so, at any rate, I support um, the right to choose, and I think that it's important for all women, and I'm the grandmother of five girls. And I've been in an emergency room where I saw a woman come in raped. I've, saw, I've seen many, many things, and I think this is the right thing. We're moving to the audience uh, question portion of our debate. These, of course, are the audience questions that are submitted, and this is the format for the debate. We're not taking questions from the floor, but I think everybody had uh, plenty of time to uh, submit questions here this evening. Moving on to education, with the highest cost of education per student and student performance at a dismal level here in New York State, what is your stance on New York State Board of Regents' recent proposal to regulate private schools? And the question begins and goes to Assemblywoman Gunther. I think private schools should be regulated. I think that, you know, they, there should be um, um, checks and balances with the money that the state gives to all schools across New York, New York State. I think that's important. I think that all children deserve a good education. And we certainly, you know, when that bill comes in the mail, we're paying quite a bit of money and to make sure that all of this money is distributed for the education of all of our children throughout New York State. Lisa LeBou, one minute rebuttal. So I, I disagree with my opponent. I believe that the private schools actually exceed our public schools. We spend the most in this country uh, per student on um, education, and we are in the third percentile when it comes to a nationwide average as far as the quality of our education. However, the private schools and the Catholic schools and all the religious schools, um, they have a level that is even higher than our public schools. So maybe if there's going to be a standard, it shouldn't come down from the bureaucrats. It should come from the, pri private, the private schools because they're doing better than we are. Um, I don't believe that bureaucrats up in, the, in Albany should dictate down to our teachers what needs to be taught in our communities. I believe that that information should come from our communities and our parents, and I do not want to co-parent with the government. All right, so the next question goes to Ms. LeBou. In your opening uh, statement, you mentioned about people leaving the state of New York, and one of the audience questions addressed that. They asked, with that happening, how do we change that? Well, I mean, we need, we need 
lower taxes, first of all. We, we need um, better uh, opportunities for business to want to do business here. New York State ranks 49th in the country as far as being business friendly. Um, being a small business owner, I can attest that that is true. Uh, we need to deregulate and we need to give businesses the space they need to grow. Um, as far as what I think as far as taxes go, I mean, we have a tax on everything in this state and there are some things that we don't even know where our money's going to. Like I had mentioned Medicaid before, there's other taxes that we have that we never get an accounting for. So when I go up to Albany, um, being that I do have a background in finance and I know how to keep a budget, being a single parent and a business owner, um, I plan on looking at that budget and maybe, if it's possible, I would like to do a forensic audit of our state budget and then maybe we can get our spending under control and make New York great again. Assemblywoman Gunther, your response? So for Sullivan and Orange County, I've been working to expand quality, all quality, affordable health care. So I sp supported small businesses, which are the backbone of our community, provide a top-notch education from pre-K. Uh, you know, to ret we retained uh, good to retain uh, good-paying jobs. I think that taxes are very high in our communities. You know, I think also when we talk about you know the the, the payment, a lot of the money that we ha we do have goes to health care, does go to our students, do does go to our police department for protection. So. Um, you know, we all want to lower taxes, but we don't want to lower all of the all of the things that that the taxes bring to our communities. Can I? One minute, Lisa Labou. So, so we have other states that do far better than us, like Florida, which doesn't have a state income tax. New York State's income tax is 66.8 percent um, overall average for the entire state. And that can be something that we do change. We also have high taxes because we have no control over our spending. So it's like people with credit cards. If you have, if you are credit card happy and it's like magic money to you and you just keep spending, 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 and you never get a hold of your budget, you're gonna keep spending, you're gonna get another credit card. But when you actually sit down with your finances and you look at what you're spending and you take a look and put your priorities straight, then you get your budget straight and then it lowers the cost for everyone in your household as well. Uh, I will give Aileen Gunther a rebuttal to this question because that was my error as I flipped the, I flipped the order. I actually went for an extra. This, my question was supposed to be next to Assemblywoman Gunther. So one minute for Assemblywoman Gunther if you have anything to add to that. Can you repeat that question again? <laughs> I was looking and clicking. Did you do that? This was Joe's question. Yeah. No, we meant to my question about people leaving the state of New York and to change that. So since we had made the error yeah. of giving an extra 
like rebuttal since it was her question. Do you have anything else you wanted to add to what she just no. said for a minute? No, no, okay. thank you. Okay. Moving on to the next question, and this is for Assemblywoman Gunther, our audience uh, submitted question. The Americans with Disabilities Act does not cover freelance or uh, contract workers. And the question is, what can be done on the state level to remedy that? Well, what could be done is to pass legislation in the Assembly and the Senate to remedy, to remedy it and make it part of, of the equation. So passing legislation. Lisa LeBou. I, I agree with your her. Your one minute rebuttal? I mean, it, I agree with her. I mean, what other answer would there be if on the state level we can provide better care for the citizens that, that live in our state, um, we should put our best foot forward. And I believe that we both stand um, on the same ground when it comes to that. So I agree. Okay, so we're switching back over to questions from me and Mike uh, for the next three. Uh, a question we asked in the last debate, but it's such a big topic here, was the opioid crisis. Um, and the fact that, you know, our county has the highest opioid overdose death rate event in county in the state. Um, what would you do if elected? Um, and then when Aileen gets her rebuttal, it would be what has she done to address the opioid crisis in our community? I just take a minute because uh, this affects me personally. I have a few friends that have been personally affected by the the opioid epidemic, um, including fentanyl poisoning. So just bear with me. Um, I believe that, you know, we need, we need better resources for this. And I heard um, one of the other candidates say, you know, we need to get into the schools and teach the children. And I, I agree with that, but we've had dare in the schools forever. I mean, it was in when I was in school, which was just yesterday. No. <laughs> um, I, um, but what we do need is to focus on a positive way to combat this issue. And the positive way is to, you know, address treatment, and we need rehabilitation, and we need education. And not just for our kids, but for the people that are suffering right now. And I also believe in enforcement. I believe 100% that we should hold drug dealers accountable if a child or if a loved one dies because of the deal that they made. I mean, as a mother, I really, I, I, don't, I don't know anybody, I don't even think this should be a partisan issue. This should be something that is legislation put on the board right away. Um, because we have lost too many of our kids and our loved ones. So, I mean, what I definitely think shouldn't happen is safe injection sites. I think that is a waste of our taxpayer dollars. Okay, Assemblywoman Gunther, your response? So, um, drug addiction is a healthcare issue. And back in the day at Catskill Regional, they used to have a 30-bed unit 
to, to, uh, be, for folks to be able to admit it for a length of time that was appropriate. First you detox from, from the drug and it takes a while to do that. And after that you have to do a lot of mental health work. And uh, in the old days that's what they would do, the length of stay. And now be, because of insurance companies are not uh, providing those services, we're seeing increased addiction. And people that are detoxed, but then falling back into the addiction crisis again. I think that we need to put more money into, it, in, into uh, addiction issues. I mean, it's a healthcare issue. I'm a nurse, I worked with it. And the only way to solve it is to you put more money towards it and to make sure that the rehabilitation services are available in each and every community. I also think that early education for children about the dangers of drugs is very important. We have our next question. Uh, let's move on to a topic that is somewhat related, and that's mental health. And of course, during the COVID-19 pandemic, long periods of isolation, uh, remote learning, there are many, many mental health challenges for adults and our children uh, right now that have been uh, escalated. As an elected official, what have you done to address mental health and provide resources for your constituents? Question to Assemblywoman Gunther. Well, first and foremost, I increased the, the amount of mental health money, <clears throat> excuse me, available in New York State. <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, my... It's dry up here. It is. It's like a desert. It is. It's like a darn desert up it here. Is. It is. So I think increasing, uh, increasing, and also the availability of, um, in our community especially, of people you know that deal with mental health. You know, it, um, I had a call from a police officer a couple of days ago. There was a gentleman that went out and he and he threatened an, he threatened a person in the community. He was picked up and he was brought to the hospital. They gave him an initial exam and they let him go. The next day. Uh, the uh, officers were called again. They went, they picked up the person, brought them through the emergency room, and they didn't get, they didn't stay in the hospital. They were let go. They were evaluated, they said, and let go. So the third day happened, and the gentleman was very dangerous. And they, again, the police got a call, and I got a call from uh, the police department in Liberty, New York, about this issue. And I think that the fact of the matter is, is that there should be more mental health beds. They should increase the length of stay because mental health medications are different than any other medications. If you take a blood pressure medication, I can take your blood pressure and see the efficacy of it. But with a mental health, uh, with mental health medication, it takes observation. It takes a lot of questioning. So we need those beds in Sullivan County and all over New York State. We have to mandate that our insurance company cover the cost of this mental health, mental, of mental health. And in order for us to get from point A to B, we have to put those things in place. And I've been advocating for it in Albany, and I've called Kathy Hochul about it because I know how important it is. Lisa LeBou, one minute. What would you do to address mental health challenges if elected? So the, um, the mental health challenges are affecting us in every different way, um, personally, financially, and also um, 
it is involved, it is a direct cause for all the crime that we have, that we're seeing in our state as well. Um, so we need um, better, we need more facilities, like our Assemblywoman has said, and thank you for addressing that. Um, we also need the, we need a, a speedier way to get our mental health um, people that are, have committed crimes, we need to get them into the mental health courts so that they are dealt with and not let back out onto the streets to keep committing crimes and not getting the help and care that they, that they need. Okay, uh, next question is for uh, Ms. LeBou. Uh, we asked this in the last debate as well, but bail reform has uh, been a big topic, and so what is your position on what the state uh, passed almost three years ago? So I guess we can all agree that the bail reform is failing. It is failing our state big, 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 big time, okay? We just need to turn on the news. I mean, our own uh, Lee Zeldin just had um, an incident right in front of his house. Uh, we had in Buffalo a lady who was asking for help from, she was in an abusive relationship, and he was brought in and he was let out. And the next day, he killed her. We've had um, incidents on the subways where people are getting stabbed. We had the um, the bodega owner who was attacked behind his counter by a repeat offender. So, I mean, it's safe to say that I'm against bail reform and I think it should be repealed. I do understand, I do understand why it was put in place. I, I understand the premise. But we need to be tougher on crime and we need to be less um, forgiving right now of people that make mistakes. I mean, we, when did it become okay to commit a crime and us to say, oh, well, okay, but don't do it again. You go out and go again and keep doing it. We don't even let our kids get away with that, but we're letting criminals come through our system constantly and go in through a revolving door. It's hurting our communities. It's hurting our families. It's hurting our law enforcement. I mean, they feel like, why are they even out there now? Their hands are tied. And if they, and then we have an issue with the corrections also. But dealing with the bail reform, I think that needs to be addressed. I think it needs to be repealed. And if it needs to be reworked, we'll rework it. Assemblywoman Gunther, your response? So, um, I am a Democrat. I'm a policeman's daughter, policeman's granddaughter. My nephew's a policeman. He does warrants in New York City. So I voted against bail reform. But once it was <laughs> But once it's law, I'll continue to work to reform it. And it's important that we reform it. And, you know, I just think that it was, it was a bad idea. 
I think that, you know, um, I think there should be judicial discretion. That's why we elect judges. And I think that's so very important. So um, that's my position. And you know what? I am a Democrat, but I stand up for the right thing. And that's what I've always done. So I have a question, and I know this is going out, but, you know, when Mayor Adams was asking it's, it's, for it's, hey, excuse when me. Mayor Adams was asking for a special session of the legislature where was hey, your voice Lisa. we needed a voice and you were not I was standing in conference there. with and I know that asking but, for him but all right are we done Ladies and gentlemen, please. I asked for a civil debate. We have a format. Our candidates were all given formats. We're moving on to our next question, which is our next audience question. And the question that we had chosen is what can be done to improve access to mental health services specifically for youth. This is focusing on youth. Assemblywoman Gunther. So first and foremost, foremost, I think that the place to reach our children is in schools. And I think that in, as a nurse, I think there should be a nurse in every school. I think there should be a psychologist available in every school. I think that if we, if we make sure we treat these children when they're young, it won't, the, the, the disease of mental health won't be exacerbated. And I've asked for increased beds as far as youth beds and as also adult beds. So I think that we have to put more money for, in our schools for mental health to be able to, some, to, be able to treat our children where, where they are most of the day. And I think it's very important. Lisa Labou. And I, I do want to say that I've tried to do it. I will continue to try to get more money into the schools. Lisa Labou, one minute. Thank you. Um, so I agree we should have mental health professionals in the school systems. I think that we should also look at what is the cause and why we have such um, issues nowadays that we didn't have a long time ago. I mean, we, we can keep throwing money at a problem, but it's still going to be a problem. We need to look at the source and why we have the issues that we have. As a mother, I wouldn't want money thrown at my child and pills thrown at my child and, and he just go on, you know, being stuck on a psychotropic drug for the rest of his life just because we're not looking at what the real reasons for all of the mental health issues that we have today. So um, the next question is uh, another audience question from Ms. Labou. So in addition to voters making a decision on which candidates to pick, there will also be a proposition on the back of the ballot, which is the Environmental Bond Act. And so the question to you is, what is your position on that? The, the what? Environmental Bond Act. Bond? the Environmental Bond Act. So, I actually am not that familiar with the Environmental Bond Act. 
Um, it's about increasing money for cooler lights. Just, yeah. For, Thank you. For the Thank environment. So I just, oh, just increasing yeah, money yeah, for yeah, an environment. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, well, obviously we want more money for our environment, but if we're, if, if just that position, just on that one thing, well, yes, obviously I need to read more on it, but if it's money for our environment, I, uh, I would be for helping our environment. I think everybody wants to help our environment. What I do not want is increased cost to the taxpayers um, to help our environment on something that we don't even have any infrastructure for yet. So we already have um, mandates coming down the line in 2035 for electric vehicles when we, there is no plan in place for this. But everybody that's up in Albany can say it's, you know, in 2035. They don't even know if they're going to be there in 2035, but they're going to make this something that we have to live with in 2035. So I won't ever sign off on a bill or any kind of legislation until I read it fully and I understand it. And I also won't sign off on it until I have brought it back to the district to find out how the district feels about it. And that might not be the way it works right now, but that's the way it's supposed to work. Because we're supposed to go up there as a representative of all of us. And part of the reason why I'm running is because I felt like I didn't have a voice. So I don't want anyone to feel like they don't have a voice when I'm up there because I choose to be a voice for all of us. And, and that's both sides of the fence. Assemblywoman Gunther, your response? The Environmental Bond Act? Yes. Yeah. I, I, su I support it wholeheartedly. You know, I want to, I, I do, I support it wholeheartedly. If we don't have a good environment uh, to leave to, to our children and to their children, I, I, you know, and clean air, it's so, so important. If we can't breathe clean air, I mean, we look at the asthma rates across the country and also in New York State, they're, they're, they're horrid and they're much larger than ever before and it's about the air we, they, we breathe. I believe in electric cars because as much as we can do to save our environment. You know, uh, I come from a family that started in Forestburg, New York in the late 1800s, we've managed to keep our land, uh, our land full of trees, and we haven't built on it. We, you know, you can make money by selling it, but we we refuse to do it. We'd rather put it on, on forever while because we know how important it is to the environment. It really is. We are coming down to our last question. This is an audience question. I'm going to modify it just a bit, make it a bit more general, uh, including part of one of our questions. Of course, I think everybody in the audience and both candidates would be quite familiar with uh, the recent U.S. Supreme Court decision that invalidated New York's long-standing law on concealed carry firearms. State legislature responded with further restrictions. So the question, to the candidates, what is your position on the recent uh, Supreme Court ruling as well as the state's response, which is in flux now due to another recent state court decision? Uh, two minutes, Assemblywoman Gunther. Regarding concealed carry? Yes, um, regarding the recent concealed carry and uh, the New York State's recently modified gun laws. 
So as a gun owner myself, and as the daughter of a police officer, I mean, in order to carry a gun, you need a license, and uh, we sh should have checks and balances, but I think that there are certain occupations that people have that they carry a gun for protection, and I think protection is important. And New York State and upstate New York, I know that we have a lot of people that carry guns. Um, I know my father-in-law, Jake Gunther, from, uh, I don't know, he, he really, he always carried one. He was an attorney in the town of Middletown, and he did, and they had licenses for it. But the other thing I have to say is, in my home, they're locked up, the guns, and I think that my husband taught my son the importance of, um, of when you're carrying a gun or, or own a gun, the importance of, of safety. And safety is the most important thing you can do. So that's my take on it. One minute. Rebuttal, Lisa LeBou. So um, we all have a constitutional guarantee for our Second Amendment rights. So I am for, I am against the um, laws or the legislation that came down after the Supreme Court ruling. Um, and there was a judge that already called it unconstitutional, because it is. Uh, the Second Amendment was never meant to be a privilege that the government gives us. It's a right that is written in our Constitution and it was there not for hunting and not for um, just our protection, but it is also to protect our, all our other rights that are given to us in the Constitution. So though I do agree that there should be background checks, I think that we should move more to constitutional carry as a state. All right, so as we get to the last moments of this debate, uh, we'll start with Ms. LeBou with your two-minute closing statement. So um, thank you, everybody, and I'm sorry about my, uh, my passion taking over um, in some of these questions. I actually had a lot more to offer in some of them, as you could tell. Um, but I will be bringing that same passion up to Albany, the passion that I was looking for for the past not just three years, but especially in the past two and a half years, I was looking for someone to advocate for us, not for special interest. I have no, um, I'm not beholden to any political machine. I am solely running. I didn't have to be doing this. I am doing this because of my children, because of our children, and because our state needs a change. We cannot keep doing more of the same because all we're going to get at the end of the day is the same thing that we have now. If you think you're better off now, then fine. But if you think that we have a way to go and we need to breathe new life into this state, then I ask you to please support me and I won't let you down. And I do believe in term limits and I, nobody asked that question, which is surprising. But I do believe in term limits, and I have a proposal to bring up to Albany regarding term limits, which would be term limits, and they could go for one more term on merit, which would keep all politicians honest 
and not just beholden to one political party. If you'd like more information on that, you can reach out to me. I'd be happy to share it with you. Thank you. Assemblywoman Gunther, your so, closing statement. So I just want to say, so as a nurse, I got better with time. And I knew a lot more about health care as each year went by. And I think as an assembly person, I've got better with time. You see the number of pieces of legislation, over 100 during my tenure. You know the amounts of money that I have brought to every town to the fire departments, and you know why? It's because I'm good at my job, and I work. And, and, I, and I work hard. I worked hard as a nurse. I took care of my patients in the best way possible, and I will continue to take care of each and every one of you. I don't care, party doesn't matter, but it's my responsibility, and I've done it since day one, as I did as a nurse. I took care of you and my entire community. I brought back money, capital money. I worked with Sandra Gary to make our our home a better place to live, work, and raise a family, and I think I've had a hell of a lot of success. Thank you very much to both our candidates for the 100th Assembly District, incumbent Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, and challenger Lisa Labou. We appreciate your participation to our audience, we very much appreciate your participation for a very spirited debate and uh, for being part of this evening. That's going to do it. Thanks to my partner here from the Sullivan County Democrat Managing Editor, Joe Abraham. I'm Mike Sikel for Radio Bold News. Thanks for listening to the Radio Bold News Pod. This is Mike Sikel. I'll be back soon with more conversations that you can find on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And always at RadioBold.com.